You've just tuned into Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Welcome back to Beyond Your Past. I'm your host, Matt Pappas, certified life coach specializing in overcoming anxiety and trauma recovery. And this podcast is all about helping you move forward from what holds you back. Each week, you'll hear from coaches, clinicians, and advocates who've overcome tremendous odds and are now using their journey to inspire you throughout yours. This is your place to feel validated and encouraged as you take your life back and live free from your past. Are you ready? Let's do this. And I'm so excited to be back for another edition of the Mental Health Megacast with my buddies Wes from Audio Rising and Mike from Mike's Open Journal. Uh, we get together about every six weeks, as you might know if you're a regular listener of this show within a show type of thing that we do. And we chat about our own journeys of healing from trauma, anxiety, addiction, depression, self-harm, uh, all different types of things that we chat about not only on our own podcasts and through blogs and on social media, but also how we help uh, inspire others as we continue to heal on our own journey. And so it's always a great time. I enjoy these guys. I appreciate them greatly. I have nothing but the utmost respect for each of them. And their ability to share their message and for everything that they've overcome and their desire to to inspire others by using their voice. And on this episode, we are talking, uh, well, actually, first, we are celebrating the fact that we all got on the call at the same time. Uh, if you're a regular listener of the Megacast, you know that we often struggle trying to figure out the whole time zone thing. It's become a bit of an ongoing joke over the last two seasons that we've been doing this. Um, so this is the last episode of the season two. We are super glad that you're joining us. So after we do get over the uh, elation of getting on the call on time, we decide to continue with our new strategy for these mega casts. And that is to not really narrow down a topic ahead of time, but just to kind of talk about what happens. And it works out really well. Uh, in this particular episode, we're going down the road of talking about uh, anxiety and depression, uh, different tools and strategies that we use. Uh, we talk about being a witness to the healing journey that each of us has been going through over the last few years. We reminisce a bit about when we first started and how far we've come. Uh, we talk about the availability of mental health, the struggles of still reaching out and asking for help. Uh, we talk about living life in the moment and mindfulness and all kinds of great stuff. So I don't want to spoil it because it really is an amazing episode, just like always. So definitely uh, be sure and follow Wes at Wes A1966 and follow Mike at Mike underscore Douglas underscore. And yeah, so without further delay, let's kind of jump right into it. And I hope you really enjoy this next episode of the Mental Health Megacast with Wes, Mike, and myself right now. I think I'm in. Hello. 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 Yo. Oh, wow. Oh, are we here? Oh. <laughs> Holy crap. That's not, that's not right. <laughs> you guys signing in early screwed up our total disaster of trying to get started every time. Oh. Right. Oh. <laughs> Fancy that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess this time it's been a lot more about the getting to this stage rather than the actual Skype call. <laughs> so what we've been doing is a form of planning ahead. Is that what I'm getting? Yes, we are. We are learning. And it only took us about two years to learn how to plan ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And as soon as I saw that image, I was like, oh, well, why don't we just use like 
There must be some sort of app. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. I'm like, what? Uh, so I asked, I asked Matt, I go, what is that? What are you using? Or is it something that's on every phone since the dawn of time? And I just don't know it. <laughs> and then he sent me what it was. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's for those fancy iPhone people. They don't have it for Android, but I will find one. Oh, yes, no. yes. You can find any any time zone converter app will we'll do just nicely. <laughs> <laughs> two, Hello, two years. My wife just said hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> two oh, years dear. on, we figured it out. Oh. Better late than never. <clears throat> Apparently. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. It's, it's, you know, but at least we're open and honest about it. We yeah. don't, we don't try to appear to be anything we're not. <laughs> no, it, it it's part like, of the charm that is this, this uh, podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We talk about flaws. We talk about insecurities and here they all are yeah. in real time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. How's it going guys? Not too bad. Oh, well, I'm, I'm getting used to the it being dark like just all day now. I don't. Oh. Yeah, I think we had like six or seven hours of sunlight yesterday, and it just yeah, it's a bit of a mood killer. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I was gonna say that's got to have an effect on on your mood. Yeah, I just yeah, I think um, yeah, my sleep's been a little bit broken lately as well and it's like oh you wake up in the day and you're just like what's the point it's going to be dark again it's basic let's just chill out and do nothing which is <laughs> it's kind of nice but it's being a, it's trying to be able to enjoy the doing nothing yeah that's yeah if you can if anytime you can do nothing that's uh that's I, i'm all for that yeah, just yeah, yeah. just run with it you know how about you guys yeah matt how about you um, well, tons and tons of rain around here lately, so I think it's the second uh wettest year on record for Pennsylvania, so it's rain it's been raining like pretty much all year long, and it just like we we just got out of two days of rain, and of course, it is dark at like four o'clock in the afternoon now, so mm-hmm. i'm uh I'm kind of used to the the whole getting dark early thing because it's been like that since like November when we switched the to- the clocks back and I got through my three weeks of getting my sleep screwed up. Now I'm kind of on the schedule of it getting dark early and I'm okay with it, but come spring, it'll be all jacked up again. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, we don't, we don't, I mean it, yeah, it gets dark early here, quote unquote. Um, but that's, that's nothing compared to what you guys deal with. Cause I mean, the sun starts going down. I mean, and it's because our time never changes, but you know, in the summertime, it's uh you've got some form of daylight until almost eight o'clock at night mm. and then this time of year um you know it's dark by six and you're going oh there's, there's just no time it's dark <laughs> so we have really i mean everything out here everything out here would be considered mild you know mild mm. mild time mild weather my you know until you get to summer and then everybody just wants to go somewhere else you know 
They always yeah, talk I about mean, it's, it's got to be rough trying to put up Christmas lights and getting a sunburn. I mean, seriously, dude. It, it, it is true. It's true. <laughs> you go outside because I, I just hung some this year. I'm like, because we moved and I'm like, man, I don't know. We had a two story and I don't know how this is going to work with a one story. I got to hang this. And, you know, of course, the half the bulbs don't match and this is out. And, you know, so you do go to Home Depot six times or whatever or Walmart because <laughs> I'm cheap. And, um, you know, you get out there in the morning and you you put on. You put on a, a, a light hoodie, you know. <laughs> <'Cause it's>, oh, <laughs> my. I feel your pain. And you're standing up on this ladder and you're hanging this stuff and you're going, it's a bit brisk out here. And you, you start hanging lights and pretty soon you're like, holy shit, I'm sweating. i got to get get this thing off of me, you know. So then you put on a ball cap so you don't have sweat running into your eyes while you're trying to hang lights. And oh, yeah, oh my. It's, it just <laughs> it's really, really tough, you know. And I know you guys are completely sympathetic and empathetic. Oh, so much. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. Much. Yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, out here, I saw something on Facebook the other day. It says, you know, uh, Arizona snowman, and it's just a cactus with a Santa hat. You know, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, well, how is the season treating you guys? I know we touched on that with the weather, but I mean, is there how are we how are we holding up this year? Well, it's been a busy year. Um, lots of stuff, you know, lots of changes, lots of things going on. But mm-hmm. um, the season, it's it's quite a bit different from last year. I mean, last year at this time, I was sick as a dog and getting ready for what would be a week long hospital stay in early January. So I'm grateful to not be sick. So I'm 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 quite thankful for that. And mm-hmm. um, you know, getting to spend some time with the kids and you know do a couple Christmas parties and just. Really kind of try and wind down the year. You know, I stopped recording podcasts for the last two and a half weeks just to give myself a break, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I, I generally record like twice a week. And so I'm like, you know what? The last two and a half weeks, I'm not doing a damn thing. There I'm you just going to sit back. You know, I've got four or five still that need to be edited yet. And I'm like, I'm just going to take my time. I'm going to relax. I might release one or two over the next couple of weeks instead of four like I usually do. And I'm like, you know what? My, my brain is a bit saturated. And so I'm just kind of doing a little bit of extra self-care and kind of relaxing and you know just um catching up on some some past projects that I've been putting off and but really just trying to wind down a bit because it has been quite busy and <clears throat> you know trying to uh to practice what I preach in terms of taking care of yourself over the holidays. Right. Well, and you it's not just busy um but you've had a lot of transition this year if I'm not mistaken, you know, with tons of transition. Yes, I yeah. left my I left my corporate job of 17 years back in June, and I've been a full-time coach and podcaster and advocate and stuff since then. And so that's been a big transition. And, you know, I've been uh, finding out what it's like to own your own business. And it's uh, the the biggest thing I found out is that it doesn't work out the way you plan it. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to roll with the punches and kind of adapt. And that's the biggest thing I've learned is being able to adapt and and be able to to know that. Just because you envision vision something some way and you can plan until your heart's content and things just don't always work out that way. And so you have to figure out a way to keep going. And, you know, some things, uh, you know, came down the pike that were able to uh, allow me to spend some more time working at my brother's business to help him, you know, working with clients and, you know, locally and 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 uh, I'm sorry, um, individually and group coaching and building some websites for people. So, you know, it's good. It's the stress of 
the job that I have been at for so long is gone. And now, of course, there's new stresses when you own your own business, but right. it's a different kind of thing. You know, it's uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been a big transitional year and I'm kind of reflecting and being grateful and, you know, just re- resisting the urge to try and look too far ahead and figure out what's going to happen. Because I've realized over the last six months that I can't control a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And with any kind of anxiety, that's an extremely difficult thing to do is. Oh, yeah. Trying, trying to release the control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge. Mm -hmm. So, again, trying to practice what I preach. And, you know, it's interesting. I was talking about this on a podcast with somebody else uh, a couple weeks ago. And that is um, being okay with what's going to happen and, you know, really just uh, being okay with not understanding and not being able to control everything. Um, and just really, you know, do, do the very best you can put your best foot forward, cover all the bases you can. And then you just have to kind of let it go. And, you know, whatever happens, you know, you'll survive. I mean, I'm still going to wake up the next day. You know, I've still got my kids. I've still got my cats. I still got a place to live. I've still got food on the table. So even if something doesn't work out the way I thought, I'm going to figure out a way to run with it. And I'm going to figure out a way to use the, all the tools that, you know, you tell people to do and, and, and you encourage people to do. It's not always easy to do this for yourself. That's true. <laughs> you, know? Ooh, you know, I mean, I can tell somebody nine ways to Sunday about this strategy and that strategy and use this tool and, and, you know, this perspective and all that. But when it comes to yourself, you have to really almost kind of work at it because it doesn't come. It doesn't always come as naturally as what you would think. At least, at least in my case, it doesn't. That's true. Well, one last thing, and then I want I want to let Mike chime in too. Is um, do you see yourself three or four years ago being able to do what you do now, Matt? Nope. Because four years ago, I was deep in the middle of therapy, and my life is falling apart, and I am completely depressed, dreading every day, not understanding what a survivor was, not understanding why I would ever want to share my story about anything that happened to me. And so, you know, and four years ago, I was just about a year out from being divorced for the second time. So I had all the struggles of, you know, why am I broken and why can't I stay in a relationship and what's going on and what's wrong with me and how do I fix me and you know, all that kind of stuff. So four years ago, I was deep in the middle of some, of some scary stuff and, you know, a lot of hard work with a therapist, with a coach, with, you know, getting education and learning about my, myself and where I am. And, you know, things have, have, have really, uh, really kind of taken an about turn, you know, over the last four years, it's, it's, it's really night and day. And, you know, I was, I was an engineer and I was working for a big company and I was just kind of, okay, this is my life. And, but, now it's, uh, you know, it, it's just funny how things change and, and evolve and, you know, really happen rather quickly when you've been in kind of a status quo place for most of your life. And then all of a sudden you have a, a major change like this. So it's, uh, exactly. It's, yeah, I was just, I was just trying to put a time frame on when I discovered your tweets and, and, uh, you know, just when you were getting into it, uh, we've been doing this for two years, mm-hmm. so it had to have been three Three and a half years ago, something like that, where I first discovered your stuff and I I started corresponding with you a little bit, just kind of sharing, you know, that I I was encouraged by what I was reading and realizing I'm not, you know, I'm not um, I'm not alone in this by any stretch of the imagination. Um, But knowing that and getting that are two different things. And now, I'm, you know, and then over the course of time, I've been able to 
to actually get it and start to understand what that means. And so guys like Mike and I, um, we've been here to witness some of this, this evolution in your life and, and some of the changes that have taken place, which I always think is a really good thing. I, I don't know how many times I've, I've talked to guys that have said, but I've, I used to be this way and my kids witnessed that. And they they saw what a messed up place I was in and this and that. And I just regret that they ever saw that because I'm better now. And I always said, yeah, but because they were old enough to witness what you used to be for the rest of their lives, they're going to be able to say, yeah, but this is what he turned into. This is what he became. This is how low he was. This is this is where he went after that. And a lot of that is willingness Um, to anybody out there listening. You don't need a whole lot of special powers to overcome some of these things you need a willingness a willingness to listen to other people that know more than you do like i do with these two guys and um <laughs> and and, and here we think that you know more than us <laughs> well but i mean you know a willingness to step forward in in um you know and and just say i i don't have control but i'm gonna take this next step anyway yeah. next thing you know you're 10 10 miles from where you were before and um it's it's kind of an amazing journey. How about you, Mike? What's been going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, I don't know. It kind of ties up a little bit with some of the stuff that you guys were saying, actually. And um, like this time of the year is is not a great time for me. Like I struggle with the, um, oh, I don't know everything. I used to love Christmas and um, being divorced and kind of just before we split up, we were looking at having kids. So kind of go from that sort of mindset of like you're just about to sort of have everything to feeling like you have nothing and I think Christmas being a real family time really brings that home for me um and then sort of just yeah the lack of sunlight the the depression and the mood sort of sets in um but I think this year has felt a little bit different for a, a number of reasons and um I think a large part of that is to do with having had that experience and learning to kind of acknowledge and accept um, those days and those times when I don't feel great and not feel as bad or as shameful about them and just go, yeah, do you know what? It's okay. So today or right now, I don't feel great, but that's just now. Um, And I think when you guys were speaking a little bit earlier, again, it's, it's that idea of, I guess, experience of being involved in conversations and being reflective um, over a period of time. And you're not going to, or at least I didn't get that straight away because it's not something I'd ever really thought about um, and given that much time to. And I think I've been really fortunate um, this year in being in a new relationship as well in that um, a lot of the time I kind of, I might talk about my story, but it's I, I get a lot from um, helping other people share their stories. Uh, and I think the the best thing for me about being in a relationship has um, been it kind of came at a time when I didn't, not that I wasn't looking for it, I think more accurately, I didn't necessarily um, want a relationship. Um, it's not, yeah, I was, I could have taken or left, uh, a relationship. It wasn't a big thing for me. And then, so that meant that when it did come along, I could really appreciate it because I felt like I'd chosen to be in that situation and I'd chosen that person. Um, and I think the, 
the communication side for us has been a really big thing because it's not something I've had in previous relationships, whether that's a romantic or a friendship relationship, um, in terms of just being open and sometimes understanding that when we sit down, um, you're not going to open up about everything straight away. Mm -hmm. And there can be times when um, we ask certain questions and there's a little bit of a a couple of minutes of silence almost as we sort of process our answers. And um, that kind of open communication um, is not something I think I would have been capable of doing a couple of years ago. Um, and that's why I think, yeah, this year it's, yep, still struggling, but um, I think I'm in a much better place to be able to deal with that. And it's interesting. We all have like our different experiences, but so much is kind of... Um, yeah, been summarised by you guys as well in terms of, like you say, over that period of time, we learn these new skills, we learn to be kinder to ourselves, to do some of those things that we tell other people to do, um, and being able to, I don't know, be better equipped to support ourselves in that period as well. Hmm. Do you think, because while you're, while you're sharing that, I'm sitting here thinking, you've done some traveling this year. Yep. which I know you kind of have alluded to in the past. It's like, me, I just as soon avoid that. Yeah. Uh, and you've interacted with a, a ton of people personally, not just online. Mm. And I'm wondering if that, that brings, you know, more progress, more, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but I'm just, I'm picturing, because you've gotten involved with advocacy groups and you've mm. gotten uh, involved with, uh, you know, meeting people face to face that you've interacted with on here and you know those people because of your struggles. Yeah. And um, I'm, I got to believe that that's a huge part of growth, too. Yeah, I think I, I guess it's that um, there are different things aren't there, that you pick up from from sharing your story. And I think for me, like you say, in the last year or 18 months, I guess I've um, met a lot of people that I've spoken to different amounts um but actually kind of having the experience of meeting those people in the real world so to speak um I think does make a little bit of a difference sometimes it sort of brings home actually do you know what like it is really good that you're able to share your story and you can talk to those people that um you've spoken to online and um I think you mentioned I think Matt mentioned earlier about the idea of uh trying to be kind to other people but not doing that for ourselves and I think I sometimes do that in regards to uh, praising other people for sharing their story and not always recognizing some of the stuff that you or I or we have achieved in sharing ours in that there are other people that are now more confident about sharing their story that you've been able to be supportive of them as well as of yourself and um also just getting involved in some of the really cool events that I've got to go along to and see that gradual change in attitude um makes you feel a bit more confident about um the way that your illness is perceived or the way that you might be perceived by other people um and as much as we talk about oh I understand I'm not the only one and there's loads of people affected by this um to actually see and talk to those people makes a huge difference. It stops it becoming just a number. And um, as soon as you see those people, it does make you feel a lot more accepted, a lot more understood by different people. Um, and I think it is that idea of of um, 
of connecting with people. Like I definitely struggle um, still now with talking to people that I uh, have known for years and years and years and knew the in brackets old me um, and <laughs> kind of the 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 me kind of during or post that experience um, with a mental health illness. I think is a different version of myself, and I do. Um, sometimes like align that version with a lot of online communications um, and feel more open talking to those people that have only known me since that struggle um, because there isn't necessarily that comparison with the person that you feel like you were before and I don't necessarily think um, other people are making that judgment I think it's probably just me um, but it doesn't stop that happening uh, so I think it is good to be able to sort of mix that up a little bit and um, work out what you're comfortable with and not with. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, um, we, I don't know. It, it's funny how we discover all these things in life. And now here we are, a, a, you know, a few decades, well, some of us, a few <laughs> decades into, into living this life and go, oh, I'm just now starting to discover who I am, mm. you know. And what I hear both of you saying is, from my point of view, is I'm like, you know what, you guys are both, and, and I think me to a certain extent, too, you guys are both becoming more of what you were designed to be, you know, and, and we got knocked off track by um, by the, uh, you know, the nature of the illness. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people always say nature and nurture. And I've been I've been trying to uh, deal with that in my own mind and go, OK, some of this anxiety and um you know, fear of failure and all this stuff kind of, it it kind of branched out from the original root, which Mm. was, I was born this way, (laughs) you know, Mm. and, um, it just, it just spirals out of control from there. As I was growing up, it's like, if you, if you've got an underlying case of anxiety or depression, then each real world situation that you run into you find a way to deal with that in a depressed and anxious way. So everything gets affected by, by the condition. And now we're in that, we're in that stage where we're, we're kind of pushing back against that. And we have to use our minds um, to, to kind of tell ourselves, wait a minute, you know, they're like, like Mike just said, you know, intellectually that there are tons of people out there that deal with the same thing you do, but that is a lot different than actually interacting with someone and walking up to someone face to face who deals with similar issues. Oh my God, you dogs are killing me. <laughs> oh dude, it's great. I we love it. I love it. I, it feels like we're all sat on some tatty old sofa having a chat and the yeah, dogs are running yeah, around. That's kind of thing <laughs> with your dogs. Um, uh, well, what happens is these dogs are, they're, they're usually in here when I'm recording and they just lounge about, you know, no big deal. But if a dog walks down the street or a cat shows up out of anywhere, they're just like, oh my God, you're on my planet. You cannot be here. This is not free, you know. And strangely enough, every time Mike starts talking, here they come, you know. Uh, horrible. Hello, doggies. Hello, dogs. <laughs> dogs now they're at the if they want to go outside and bark till hell freezes over i'm fine with that but don't do it in here have some manners <laughs> it's like it's like they're animals and they don't get it or something oh. I, 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 don't, I don't know 
anyway, that completely broke my train of thought. But it's it's a lot different when you're actually face to face with someone who struggles similarly and you can have a free flowing conversation. It's kind of like you guys do with your podcasts. Yes, there's a subject matter. Yes, there's, you know, here's some topics we want to touch on. But inevitably, it's going to become this back and forth, free flowing to an extent conversation. And both of you probably walk away going, wow, there's yet another example of um, something I can relate to, people I can relate to, the feelings that these experiences bring about. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's some amazing stuff. But the thing is, is in these kind of communities, like I say, again, I, you can see that growth. You know, Mike always comes across as a, as just a fun guy. We all do, but Mike is just, every time that guy laughs, I just crack up and I don't even need to know what he's saying. Um, <laughs> but, that was exactly right. Yeah. I mean, all he's got to do is laugh and I'm just like, okay, I feel better. Now. And what's funny is when I play these back, <laughs> when I play these back to edit and one of you guys starts laughing at something, you know, it'll usually be, I'm just, I'm skipping through and I want to get to a certain spot. So I don't know what you guys are laughing at, but it just <laughs> makes me start cracking up all over. <laughs> Every time I see one of Mike's Instagrams or Facebooks, I just, I just crack up. It's, it's your smile, dude. It's like infectious. I don't know. It really is. Well, it's that and it's the hair. It's the hair too. Well, the hair, you, the hair, the accent and and the smile. Mike, you are like the trifecta of awesomeness. Oh, I'm feeling the love. (laughs) He's got, he's got the smile. He's got the hair and he's got the accent. Yeah. And we all got none of that. So I was going to say it. We have none of those. (laughs) <laughs> it's not it's not like we're sitting here going well at least i've got no we can't even say that i know we've got zero we live vicariously through mike's social media oh <laughs> thing is though because to me you guys have the accents it's uh, yeah <laughs> you know and it's it's funny too like i mean i've i've talked to many people in the uk and you know in canada and some other places and i have a client who lives in london and 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 she's like, you have an accent. I'm like, I have no accent. I'm like, I have no, no accent ever. This um, is the way everybody talks, and it, it, it is funny. It just it is. I always laugh. <laughs> I think I told you guys at one time I, uh, when I was working. Um, it was it was automotive, but it was in in kind of a call center environment, and it was you know it was it was the '90s when they was really trying to consolidate all this stuff, and you just call this number, and anybody you talk to can help you. <laughs> And they were taking their Canadian clients and they were sending them to the Phoenix call center. And I would get on the phone with them and I'm talking just like I'm talking to you. And and they didn't like us at all. And they would go, (laughs) you would hear someone go, so you're in the States, eh? And I'm like, yeah, how'd you know that? Oh, I could tell by the accent. I'm like, what accent? (laughs) I I know it's, it's fine. I don't get it. I, I, I don't see the accent at all. I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, and my, and Matt is, is, you know, 2000 miles away from me where people are supposed to have an accent. And yet he sounds, he sounds just as mundane and boring as I am. (laughs) See, thank you. Yes. (laughs) Oh, dear. My my point was, is it, and it, and it can be a little, it can be a little scary sometimes because, because, Everything, your your Instagrams, your pictures, your Facebook stuff, your your podcasts, you sound like man, uh, Mike, like like you know the happy go lucky guy mm-hmm. who doesn't have a care in the world, and it it just goes to, and that and that's natural. It's not like it's fake. That that seems like 
It's part of who you are. Just like mm. when I'm laughing at you guys, I'm not forcing myself to laugh and go, well, I better try and sound like I'm having fun. No, I'm actually having <laughs> like, fun. These guys are right, idiots. It's <laughs> cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it's so it's still so difficult sometimes to imagine a person who is in a dark place when they don't look like it, mm. they don't sound like it. They don't have a a vibe like they're in a dark place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it's just so um, there's so many things that that people um, don't deal with because it's not on the surface. You know, yeah. uh, it's not something that's it's readily. You know, if I'm driving down the road and I'm swerving all over the place and a cop pulls me over and goes, you're drunk. That's a lot different than me driving down the road completely normal. No cop is going to pull me over going, you look depressed. Mm-hmm. Get out and walk a line for mm-hmm. me. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The things that we don't see are the ones that a lot of times we don't address and in many cases don't know how. And and I think that's what is – there's so much value in what you guys are doing because you're raising awareness, you're being an advocate, and you're healing all in the same process. And that's – that's special. That's that's something that, let's face it, millions of people will never experience. I think that's hopefully, like you say, in terms of being an advocate and sharing our stories and supporting other people to do that, hopefully that we, we're, we are doing our little bit um, to, to change that mindset around um, mental health and particularly mental health illness in the, I think, uh, up until, I don't know, four or five years ago, um, I think all you ever really thought about was, was that person that's been locked up um, Mm -hmm. in terms of someone being uh, or struggling with a mental health illness? That that was the only sort of image or portrayal of mental health illness that we were ever shown. And I think more so now it's looking at um, everyone at a certain stage in all likelihood um, is going to be affected by an illness and um, most of those people are going to continue to whatever extent to carry on with their day-to-day life. They're going to continue to see people. They're going to continue to work and mm-hmm. that, yeah, there will be some people that struggle enough that aren't able to do that, but there are so many people that are just persevering. Um, and I think that's for me, the side of, of mental health that we've seen in the last um, maybe two years where people are a bit more accepting that actually, do you know what? No, a lot of people are affected by this. We do need to talk about it. We do need to make sure people feel supported. And um, that understanding is happening very, very slowly, but it is happening. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, I don't, I don't think it's anyone's fault. I think it's just, it's the culture that we're raised in. It's the culture that we've been brought up in. And it's um, even when I hear people talk about, um, having to wait for certain services and I think yeah that's a bit crap but just in terms of a service you have to get to a stage where it's overloaded before people are going to offer more like they're not suddenly going to go oh this service is being used 50% let's like jump it up in case a sudden increase happens in the next couple of years um and it's it's just recognizing yeah like there there are going to be struggles and there are people that are affected that aren't going to talk about it and if they choose not to that's that's fine as long as they're choosing not to and they don't feel like they can't yeah yeah um matt do you 
what uh, that's probably something that we could toss around for a second too is is do you notice um here in the states a lack of i mean we all know that there's a lack of mental health uh availability and services mm. pretty much worldwide but do you run across that too um in your interactions with other people the frustrations of just not having the services needed yeah um i mean i think the good thing is that in this day and age there's a lot of self-help resources now more than ever i mean you can look on any app store and you can find meditation apps you can find mindfulness apps you can find crisis apps you can find therapy apps so i think it is more readily available now more than ever, and I think that trend is continuing. Of course, you've also got online resources, you know, you know, blogs and and, and people who are doing uh, like uh, Twitter chats and 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 Facebook groups and stuff. So the access to it now is uh, is more than ever readily available, and I would imagine that trend is going to continue. However, you know, I think a lot of it still is even with all of the media coverage in terms of mental health now i mean you know you see uh you know athletes and you see singers and you see actors and all all these people talking about how they're speaking out for their mental health struggles and i'm like okay that's great but there's still a lot of old school mentality that you know reaching out for help is a sign of weakness and so i i think that's more and i mean this might just be my perspective but i think over time there is going to be more and more, obviously, um, access to types of services. Yes. However, we have to remember, too, that there are a lot of people in this world who don't even know how to access the free stuff that, you know, that, that, that like we all take for granted. You know, yeah. I mean, we see Twitter chats and apps on our phones and resources and blogs, and we just kind of say, OK, it's there if I need it. But how many times do 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 one of us see get a tweet or a dm or an email or something on a blog of somebody saying i just found your 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 site or i just learned about help for addiction or you know i just learned about help for depression i never knew anybody felt this way mm. and sometimes we're just like well it's everywhere but we have to realize that not everybody knows where it is yeah. there's still a whole lot of stigma there's still a whole lot of just you know people needing to learn where things are and that people actually care so it's I think it's always good to kind of remember and to stay humble that just because so many of us take for granted that there that there's stuff out there. There's tons of stuff. There are tons of people who don't know how to access a simple blog or, you know, to, to, to use an app on their phone because they, they just don't know. And so there's still a lot of work to be done, I guess, was my point in that little spiel. No, that's that's good. You know, and I, I think every bit of that is correct. And, and hopefully it gets anyone listening to. To think in those terms and to kind of, you know, to to use those resources or spread the word. Um, I try, like on Twitter, I try to spread the word about things I know nothing about just because it's something that someone out there needs, you know. And and we all know that. But, you know, like you said, Matt, it's it, we're kind of in that culture. So we're, you know, it'd be easy for us to go, oh, no, it's 10 times better than it used to be. And in, in a lot of respects, it is. But um uh, but yeah, there's still there's still a long way to go. I think it's being able to, like Matt said, there's so many resources, um, and people aren't always aware of those. And it's because we we are um, patting ourselves on the back here. We are very proactive, and so we are more aware of those things. And a lot of people aren't. And it's 
also being aware that if you try something and it doesn't work, that doesn't necessarily mean that that thing isn't for you. It might just be that kind of style. And I've spoken to people before that have tried um, like counselling or therapy and said, actually, I've, I've got to the stage now where I worked out that therapy was something that was beneficial for me. It was just that particular therapist or counsellor didn't connect with me or I didn't connect with them. And so that wasn't the right person. I'm feeling confident enough to give that another go and to try something else. And um, I remember in the last couple of weeks, I've spoken to a few people about uh, some of the like the mindfulness and um, guided listening things that you can find um, on YouTube. And there's a particular channel um, that I, I I have to I've not listened to it a lot recently, but I used to listen to it a lot. And um, they had uh, some guided listening stuff that was. Um, really nice I really connected with it because it was always sort of um oh you're you're sort of walking on the beach and you can feel the wind in your face or um like you're walking through the woods and you can hear the leaves and the grass and da 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 all that imagination stuff and that really worked for me like it helped me to kind of relax it helped me to go to sleep um and they were really really useful but on the same channel they also had a couple of what I call kind of more real world um uh, videos and uh, one of them I remember was uh, sort of starts off oh you're you're laying in bed and you hear a noise outside and you can't sleep or whatever and I'm like oh, okay well that's I'm listening because I can't sleep okay you sort of get up and you look out the window and, okay I imagine getting up and looking out the window it's like you see a wolf outside and I'm like oh it's a bit weird you go, you go downstairs and you go into the garden and um, the the wolf's in the garden and I'm like well how's the wolf got through the gate? I don't, that's a bit weird. I don't really understand how it's got into the garden. Okay. Um, like it's rubbing its nose against your knee. I'm a bit worried it's going to bite me, but okay. The wolf runs off and then you run alongside it and da, da, da. I'm, like, I'm not catching up to a wolf. This is ridiculous. And, uh, to me, like that just did not work at all because it set it real world. And it, for me, that was a real, like, actually even this resource that, has been really really useful these exact same people doing the exact same thing there are some of those videos um that are that just don't work for me um and it was a really cool uh like experience to go actually even if you find something that works or doesn't work you've got to be prepared to go you know it's not always going to work 100 percent of the time there might be certain ways that it comes across that that don't work for you and it doesn't mean like don't try it again uh and I think I've got that as well from some of the people in the last year and trying different forms of support. Um, you say so often we struggle in coming forward and seeking support that first time. And I think there is a high likelihood that that first time might not be the best experience that you get. Um, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try again. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, exactly that's a, yeah, that's a, a huge point. And um, you know, it, therapy, coaching, uh, mindfulness, whatever, whatever modality or whatever you're using, it, there is no one size fits all. There just isn't. Right. I mean, I mean, like Mike said, you know, um, guided imagery works amazing for some people and other people, you know, you, you just can't connect to it. It just doesn't mm -hmm. jive with your, with your makeup and that's okay. Like mm -hmm. there, there are certain styles of, of, of therapy or, or, or I said, or, or other things that, that people swear by. And I'm like, I can't do it. It's just like mm -hmm. the whole thing about, um, adult coloring books. 
Dude, I cannot do it. And I, I've said this a hundred times on my podcast. If I've said it once, if you can use like adult coloring books, more power to you. That's an amazing type of way to stay fully present to, you know, kind of relax and calm yourself down and, 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 you know, do some self care. But for me, coloring in like an, an adult coloring book gives me like a huge anxiety rush because yes. I feel like I've got to be in the lines and I'm perfect and oh well you know this color screwed up well now the whole damn thing's done like mm-hmm. I can't do coloring but you know that that doesn't mean that it's a bad form of self-care in fact it's a very amazing one it just doesn't work for me and so mm-hmm. that's you know and just like the guided imagery or the mindfulness or the meditations or whatever modality whatever you're using if it doesn't work for you it doesn't mean it's bad it just means that it doesn't work for you and you know so what you know i mean there's there's lots of different ways there's lots of different things and it doesn't mean that you're broken it just means that you relate to something different and like you know trying to seek out a therapist or a coach or somebody you it's not very often that you find the perfect fit the the very first time you know, it's trial and error. It's mm-hmm. it's interviewing a therapist. It's interviewing a coach. It's it's you know, do you click? Do you have a good uh, kind of rapport going? Can they relate to you? Are they trauma informed? Do they you know specialize in something that you know you are struggling with? All the things that you should do when you interview a coach or a therapist before you start working with them. It's not very often that you get that first time to where you're like, yes, you know, I have the right person for me. It does happen. But it's not very often. So this whole recovery thing, whatever you're doing, is it's a whole lot of trial and error. Well, and that's that kind of makes me think of the imagery that that brings to mind is, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you, you find this this pair of tennis shoes or you find this shirt and you're like, Mom, I want this, you know, Dad, you know, th- this is what I want. And they just don't have it in your size, you know. You don't sit there and go, that's it. Screw it. I'm never wearing a pair of shoes again in my life. No, you move on and you find something that does fit. And I think that's I think that's a huge thing because a lot of times um, those of us that are anxious, those of us that are, are depressed, um, I always feel like I'll just speak for myself. I always feel like in the past I'm looking for a reason for this not to work. Because I'm a cynic, <laughs> you know, mm. and I'm sitting there going, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And then I try it and it doesn't work. And I go, see, I, I knew this wasn't going to work. And so it gives you an excuse to give up. And what you guys are saying is, no, you, you know, there are resources and solutions out there. If one doesn't work, it's a nugget. OK, this this is one little nugget that you picked up and you go, yeah, this this doesn't work for me. But that doesn't make you stop wearing shoes. Okay, <laughs> That doesn't make you stop. Uh, looking for the next solution that might be right in your wheelhouse, you know, and, um, and that's, you know, that people say all the time, you know, never give up. Well, okay. But that we need to see those in real world examples where you go, okay, this resource didn't work for me. And and Matt, I was uh, last weekend, I was watching my granddaughter um, color one of these really intricate, um, I don't even know what it was, but it was, you know, it was an animal or something, but it, I mean, every other color needed to be something and I'm just watching her and I can feel my anxiety level go up <laughs> and, and I'm going, yeah, that I'm that, glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, but you do hear about it working for a lot of people and it's like, go for it. You know, don't, don't listen to me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, like Mike was talking about with apps, you know, I found some some great apps 
that um, that do help me relax and do help me fall asleep, which has always been an issue. Um, and if the, you know, if I, I'll even run across those, even just white noise. I'll I'll be listening and I'll go. Okay, this is aggravating the shit out of me. I got to go find another one, <laughs> and I'll and I'll find another one. I go, oh, this is really soothing, you know, or or whatever it might be. And boom, I'm asleep, you know. Whereas before, it would take 14 beers and a uh, a box fan in order for me to go. Yeah, I think I can go to sleep now. You know, oh, it's like okay, well, you're. Yeah. You know, all you do, I remember a doctor telling me one time, if you're an anxious person, if you have anxiety issues, having one drink is beneficial. Anything beyond three is just like pouring gasoline on a fire. And I'm like, huh, well, now I know. And I kept right on drinking, you know. So, but um, there's, it's a, that's why I asked you guys questions like this is like, I am so far away from where I used to be. And I, I lose sight of that sometimes and go, I still get this wrong and I still get angry and I still have this issue. And I'm never paying attention to how far I've come. Mm. And that's why, you know, I ask those questions is because we've we've come a long way in a relatively short time. Mm. You know, I mean, we're talking, uh, Mike, you talked you you talked about uh, just a couple of years ago and. Mm. You know, and I asked Matt, uh, you know, could you have done this four years ago? You know, we're not going back that far. We're talking, yeah. you know, four Christmases, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think that also shows that um, how, for, for how dark a place you can be in and for how much you can be struggling um, in a relatively short amount of time, a lot can change. Mm. Um, and I think that's definitely one of the things that um, I think um, one of you mentioned earlier about the, that sort of recognizing and enjoying like the moment. And for me, it's um, like being in the moment, but both sides and going, actually, do you know what, if this is a great moment, let's just enjoy this. But also when it's not great, recognizing it is just this moment Um and being able to balance that out. And I think when you're able to look back and go, um, actually look, look at these things I've done or been involved with, or the things that have mattered to me and how that's made me feel. And you're never going to, or I don't think you're ever going to stop those struggles happening. But I do think that we can hugely change the, the frequency and the intensity of them. Um, and how much information we we have um, and I think it's that side that has definitely made a real difference to me because I think while some people talk um, very passionately and very openly about their recovery and how they've got to a stage where they feel like they are no longer affected by a mental health illness for me personally it's been that acceptance of do you know what maybe I am going to be affected by this for the rest of my life um, and as soon as I kind of came to terms with that, it made a, a form of recovery so much easier because I wasn't aiming for um, that like 100%. I was like, actually, do you know what? Like at times 30% is fine. Yeah, sometimes it might be 90 and that's great. But um, it's that acceptance and being happy to acknowledge, yeah, do you know what? I'm struggling right now, but that's just right now. Um and again, I think that 
it comes from those conversations the the negative thoughts and the worries that we have are mm. all inside and if we don't talk about those um they're just going to continue to fester and to cycle and they're not going to be challenged um and it's by talking to other people that you are able to um reaffirm maybe some of the stuff that you think or challenge or change that um and i think that's why and it is a simplistic view um i i think and i advocate so much for people just talking about uh, mental health and and their experiences with illness um or the things that they do to support their wellness because there are things that um people have mentioned to me in the last year that they have um as far as i know uh, no struggles with a mental health illness and yet some of the tips for kind of well-being and kind of keeping generally healthy uh have been amazing tips I, uh, i'm not gonna lie i haven't done most of them but i <laughs> but i do i do know about them now <laughs> i would be the same way especially when it involves physical activity <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that whole uh, uh, exercise thing. Yeah, that's that's overrated. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, and you know what? Like like Mike just said, it's something so huge, and that's something that a therapist drove home to me years ago. A, a coach drove home to me something that I that I try and and reiterate as much as possible is that recovery from whatever you're dealing with, healing from whatever trauma you have the 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 marks or kind of like the stepping stones or the signs i guess is a better word that your healing is not the absence of struggle it's how much uh more efficiently more healthy more 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 quickly in some cases you're able to to bounce back to like a healthy kind of baseline you know to regain your footing and start going forward again and so i mean you know you're you're never going to not struggle like you, you you can't there's too much in this world too many triggers too many things in your past that at some point it's going to knock you sideways it doesn't matter if you've been in recovery for 30 years or you've been you know working from healing from trauma for 30 or 40 years something's going to come into your head an old memory a trigger a person something that's going to be like whoa hold on a minute something's not right here i have some old feelings and it's going to cause you to pause and early on that might knock you down for days, weeks, months, who knows. But the longer you go along, the more self-care, the more you, you know, you you process memories and do all the healing stuff that we do and we talk about and we advocate for, you know, those circumstances might only knock you down for a couple of hours or a weekend. And so, you know, when you can start to see those little steps of something pretty traumatic happened to me or something came into my life or a memory came back and I processed it and I, and I allowed myself to grieve that or to, or to sit with it or to talk to somebody. And, and, and then all of a sudden I'm starting to kind of pull myself back out again and I'm getting on with life. So, you know, I, I just, I really, I always say that, you know, there, there's no way that no matter how much you've healed or say that you've healed that, that you're, you're never going to struggle again. You're never going to have a moment of pause. So, you know, it's just, yeah, I mean, you're, 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 it's just life. There's too many things traumatically going on in this world that, that you know, aren't even around you, but but you hear about them or you see them that can trigger something that you always have to be aware, not to the point of being hypervigilant so much, but just that something's going to happen. But when it does, I've got tools now that I didn't have two years ago, four years ago, 10 years ago. And I don't think, I, do, I honestly don't think that anybody listening to this could hear a better message than what you two guys just said where it is a process. It's not about 
uh, and Matt's alluded to this before about hitting, you know, our, our internal system tells us to hit the bullseye every single time. We've got to nail it and we've got to we've got to do it perfectly or there's no sense in doing it at all. And I know I relate to that. And and that mindset will will kill me because uh, what you guys are saying is so true. It's it's about pulling yourself out of it quicker. It's about having tools in place that say, okay, look, this is going to happen to me. Like with me, if it's if it's let's say a panic attack, I've learned or should have learned. I know I'm a little dense over the last thirty years that this is going to happen to me regardless. It's how I handle it when it does, which is kind of life. You know, I mean, that's kind of how life is, is like like Matt just said, uh, there's going to be things out there that that do a number on us. Uh, You're not getting you're not getting away from that as long as you're breathing. Uh, But how you react to it and the tools you have in place in order to pull yourself out of it quicker or lessen that depth that you fall into uh, is is more than beneficial. And it proves to us our progress. Yeah, that's the only pregnant silence we've had the whole time. I know. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Is it, is so, it my turn or Mike's turn? <laughs> are we yeah. going to start recording now? <laughs> nice. You know what? I didn't ask that. Please tell me God. You know, I am recording the last, the, last, <laughs> the last couple podcasts we did for whatever reason didn't record, but I'm looking at my screen and it's it, the file size is increasing moment by moment. So I am recording. <laughs> That's all right, Mike. Just send me the file when we're done, like always. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do what we normally do. Hey, in the time we've got left, and I know we're kind of up against it, but I wanted to relay something to you guys and um and and just get some quick feedback on it. Um, this year I started going to counseling, and uh, part of the reason I did that was because there was this underlying anger in me that I couldn't put a finger on. And I said, this is BS. I've got to deal with this, which is something else that we tend to do. The more we learn, the more we go, "Mm, this is out of place. I need to work on this. And that right there can be a huge step, even though you haven't figured out yet exactly what you need to do. But I went to counseling and I sat down uh, with, with a counselor and realized that after all of these years, I still associate panic disorder and generalized anxiety as the same thing. And she said, what you, what you need to recognize is your anxiety gets to a certain level that triggers a panic attack, but your anxiety level, even when you're not in an attack, your anxiety level is always high. It's always high. And she says, you can be asleep and you're an anxious person kind of, you know, kind of thing. And that's the, that's the nature part of the nature nurture uh, dynamic. Mm. So, um, I, I started using this in a real world example, uh, that I discovered Friday, uh, at work and, um, uh, it, just, it blew me away. And one of the things that she tells me is you're never going to have a high level of anxiety and not have some form of depression. And what I noticed was Friday, I'm getting anxious about, you know, Christmas. And we've long since decided you do for the kids. We don't really, if we want to do something, me and her will go out and buy something for the house or something for us or whatever. So 
I, I always struggle with that lack of surprise and that lack of something to unwrap under the tree that we did when we were younger, you know, and we ran around till Christmas Eve getting all this stuff. And I noticed Friday as I was reflecting on that, um, <laughs> it makes it sound like it was a calm process. While I was being bombarded with that, I started getting more and more depressed. And I realized that my anxiety not a panic attack. My anxiety was causing me some depression. Mm. And I started looking at that and I realized it's all this presence under the tree thing. It, it, you, you, you're conditioned with that all through childhood, that that's what you do. And when, when there's an absence of that normalcy, I get anxious and I start you know, what do you want for Christmas? What do you, you know, go seriously? Well, oh, I don't know. Let's just go out after Christmas is over. And, but you know, da, 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 da. Mm. and so the only thing under the tree is for the kids and it, and, and it causes me anxiety. And I finally just yesterday. And of course I, I said all this to her. I, I said it all to, to my wife yesterday in a brilliant fashion. I wish I would have recorded it because I'm totally screwing it up. But, um, but I started realizing it's like, look, you're causing yourself all of this over something that she's not really that worried about, you know, and it's all because I'm being taken out of what I consider to be normal, mm. you know, where there's presents under the tree, everybody go nuts and unwrap them. And um, I, I, I started to realize you're not having a panic attack, Wes. You're not driving down the freeway going, how the hell do I get out of this? But your anxiety level is through the roof right now. And it's all over something relatively small. And I really had to kind of like what Mike was saying. I, I had to voice it. I had to talk about it. I had to get her response, mm -hmm. even though my mind is telling me that her response is going to be, wow, that sounds really stupid. She's never once said that to me, but that's what my mind tells me. Well, this is dumb. So, um, uh, my counselor is always saying, uh, you need to start thinking with your heart more. And I realized that what happens to me is I have this pure, sometimes very vulnerable thought in my heart. And by the time it reaches my head, I've gone, okay, that's completely illogical. You're an idiot for thinking that. Shut that down. That's what my mind tells me to do. Yet my heart is still pumping that feeling and I'm ignoring it. Now, that cannot be healthy, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got I got so many thoughts, dude. I mean, <laughs> we, we could go for like another hour on this one. <laughs> I, I knew like, I Oh my god, yes, yes, yes. Lead. And oh my yeah. no, and oh my god. <laughs> well, you see, I guess it's 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 showing as well, isn't it? That thing of of by talking like just the talk the talking isn't gonna stop that happening, but talking is allowing you to share that with um, with a professional to get some professional advice, also with uh, a partner to get the the, the response and to the the understanding of how someone's actually going to respond to that. I think it's interesting because how much of what you said, and I was like, Do you know what, the amount of times that I, I it's, you're sort of worried about what the other person is going to do or say, and I think. I do oh, overthinking too much, but I wonder how much am I really worried about what they're going to say or what they're going to think? How much of it is actually just I'm worried about myself type thing? Mm -hmm. 
and like you say with the presence, haven't you've had if you you've had the discussion, you 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 know that's the the situation or the thing that you're going to do, and yet the person that is most kind of concerned or thinking about that is is you and not the other person. And mm-hmm. um, I mean the the present side, yeah, I get I get that in a general sense. Obviously, not as much, uh, not as to the same extent for myself, but. It's that I the the idea of like oh the the time with family uh, the time that you've um, you're meant to spend with people and you're meant to enjoy it and I'm like, well, there's a lot of tolerance happening more than enjoyment <laughs> if I'm completely <laughs> honest <laughs> um, and it's being able to go actually that's okay and I I think to some extent I've maybe gone a bit too too far sometimes and I I, I will now tell some people uh, and I get away with it because I'll say it in a jokey manner but I'm like I've, I've had enough of you now <laughs> I'm I need to go <laughs> so I've gone too far I think um <laughs> so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that but I, I think maybe recognizing that actually you do need some time for yourself and if you want to enjoy or try to enjoy um or do some of those traditional things of yeah fine do them but if you can place a little bit less importance on them or do them for a, a shorter amount of time and um do it in that aspect mm-hmm. very good yeah matt yeah you know it, it's so funny because anxiety like i mean the the way that i approach anxiety in my life and with the people i work with is that to me anxiety is nothing but a big liar it uses tricks. It's manipulative. It is the enemy. It's not here to protect me. It's not here to keep me safe. It doesn't have my best interest at heart. There's nothing good about it. And so when I, you know, I mean, I approach it literally as anxiety is trying to take me down, to steal my joy, to keep me from doing what I love to do, to keep me from going out with friends, to keep me from being happy on holidays, to keep me from insert whatever good thing you have going on in your life. And so, you know, I find that approaching and 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 this is different than your approach i think wes in some ways in that i approach anxiety from a logic perspective of you know you know so i would be like you know i have you know four or five presents for each kid under the tree and and my and my and i know that the kids are always appreciative of it but part of me is saying well but you know they probably would like more or maybe they're judging me because i didn't get them enough and they've never said that ever but my mind will tell me that that's what well, excuse me the anxiety will try and tell me that that's what they are thinking and then I have to go out and buy more and blow my budget and all of a sudden I'm you know got credit card bills and I'm you know shaming myself because I I did this that and the other thing when when if I say wait a minute there's no logical reason for me to actually think that these kids are actually going to say that or think that ever I know that they're appreciative I know that they love me I I know that they enjoy the holidays just with me and you know et cetera et cetera et cetera but so when I can kind of like literally look anxiety in the face or, you know, maybe like the uh, devil on your shoulder kind of, me- you know, a metaphor and be like, look, I know what you're trying to do. This is not the truth. I know in my mind and in my heart that the kids love me and, I, you know, you know, my wife appreciates what we do and insert whatever. And then all of a sudden I'm like, OK, I can breathe again. Life is fine. And I may do that 100 times over over the holiday season. But you know what? So what? If it works, right. then that's good because, you know, 
it, there is no, you know, one time, one size fits all thing. It's I have to keep doing the same strategies over and over. And it, and it doesn't matter if I have to do it once or a hundred times, if it works and I can get through another day, another, another Christmas, another birthday, then so what? But, you know, I, it's, it's always interesting how, you know, our, our, you know, how you, you were saying about that voice in your head was, you know, well, you know, I, I need to get my wife something else. But in reality, you know that she appreciates what you guys do afterwards or, you know, the trip you take or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's really just, I, you know, I really find that approaching anxiety from the aspect of it being something that's trying to take us down rather than keep us safe or, you know, approaching it from a logical perspective works quite often. But there's also approaches where it's, as you mentioned, thinking more with your heart. So it's, there really, really is no one size fits all kind of thing. I think is just the message here and, and whatever strategy you have that works for you. And if it takes you a long time to, to, to kind of come to terms with what works for you versus what doesn't, then so what it's, it's the point that you get there. It's not when you get there. Right. And then all of this is a real world example of what we've been talking about, about, like you say, one size, not fitting all. And I kind of gasped when you started talking, Matt, because the very (laughs) first thing that this counselor told me is anxiety is a liar. There is absolutely no truth in what it's telling you. And um, I I would, you know, I would say the same thing if I get depressed or if I get down. It's like, look, this is this is this is not reality. This is a lie. And um, and you do have to think your way through it using tools that you, it's like we always say, you know, if you, you can't sit there with a toolbox of tools, you don't know how to use. And then when, uh, then when something, you know, the, you have a pipe burst or something and you've got to immediately learn how to use this to no, you better be learning these things ahead of time so that they're readily available at that moment when you need them, when there's a crisis or when there's, uh, you know, something that's hitting you out of the blue, that you have uh, a checklist even of things that you go to and go, you know, this, wait a minute, this does not make sense. Does this really sound like what's logically happening? Well, you know, and that's where a lot of confusion comes in. So, yeah, I, I would definitely say there are different techniques for different people. You are meant to find yours. You're not meant to, you know, it's not... Let's get on board with Wes's program. Let's, you know, let's do everything exactly the way Mike said or the way Matt said. It's it's gathering information and seeing what works for you. And um, that would be the, the biggest thing that I would say is is always continue to pursue it. Don't um, don't stop. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. Yeah. Mike, anything else you want to add before we. Call it a day? Um, I don't think so. I think that was a, um, all good, um, positive and proactive points. Um, I was thinking as you were talking there, actually maybe something that might be interesting for us to do uh, on a future episode in terms of maybe each of us kind of introduce one or two different um, tools or techniques or something like that that um, we found useful in the past uh, might be quite interesting to talk through and again something different in terms of um, what we're putting out there uh, content wise as well yeah I think yeah. it's a great idea I'm going to jot that down absolutely and I'll be thinking about that so that I can actually be ready sometime who's <laughs> <laughs> ready for us to not to remember that <laughs> 
but you know, flying by the seat of your pants, there's a lot of there's a lot to be said for that as well. So you know, yeah, 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 this yeah. whole podcast was flying by the seat of our pants. We have Absolutely. no topic has been since, no. Yeah, and has been since day one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've tried to plan; it doesn't work. So <laughs> exactly, I think there's probably been two episodes that were that were <laughs> that's actually yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we have a pattern down now. We know what we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, let's uh, let's tell people where they can find us. Um, I'm I'm not horribly active on anything but Twitter right now, which I I plan to change in the new year, which I believe I said this same time last year. But um, it's about progress, not perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm at uh, Wesa one nine six six on Twitter, and you can find anything you need to know about me there. You guys. Go ahead, Mike. Oh. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't just throw it at both of you. <laughs> it goes <laughs> Wes, Mike, Matt. Yeah. That's how we do this. Yeah. Um, yes, no. Uh, so same as Wes, like uh, best place probably to find me is on Twitter or on Mike underscore Douglas underscore. Um, but you can also find everything that relates to the podcast, my blog, and a few other bits and pieces as well at mikesopenjournal.com. Awesome. And you can find me. I am also most active on Twitter. Um, you can find me. Just search for Beyond Your Past. You'll find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. And uh, yeah, so you can find the blog, uh, the podcast, the coaching, and all that stuff. And of course, there'll be links to uh, these mega cast episodes, um, all of them that we've done, seasons one, two, and now starting with three in 2019. So definitely hit me up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, toss this around, guys. It might be it might be fun to just uh, take an episode one time and talk cynically and um, uh, uh, bluntly about the things on social media that just irritate the snot out of us. Mm. <laughs> oh, that could be more than one episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we could go on. That would be a marathon. That yeah, would that be, would be how, a put all in yeah. these three talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep the coffee going for that one. Let me tell oh, you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Well, we've got two good topics there now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel like we're definitely not going to use either of those. <laughs> 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 I look forward to talking about weather or something really abstract. Yes, we'll do that because that's always something. Guys talk about weather because we don't know what else to talk about. Well, I don't know. With you guys, there's always something else. I'll tell you what. Something always comes up. Speaking of weather, uh, I've got to mention briefly, there's a, uh, it's a Samaritans video, which is our, um, while they're not just for crisis, they're they're often kind of described or seen as a crisis hotline for people that are struggling. Um, But they're available all the time over here. Uh, But they've just released a new video, uh, campaign advert and it is uh uh um well yeah it's a mum um talking in a couple of different uh settings so there's one i think of her like in the shop saying uh something about the weather then one of her at um like a kid's football game talking to someone else and saying what about this weather uh and then the third or fourth setting is her at a train station and there is this guy that's kind of looking quite solemn and out into the distance and she sort of slowly approaches him and asks him, oh, um, what do you think about this weather then? And he sort of looks at her and she asks him if he's okay. Uh, and uh, it kind of cuts out to the contact information and comes back and uh, there's like a guard or someone that's come over to have a chat with him. And it's such a, a nice way of showing um, that anyone 
can have a conversation about mental health and don't be put off or scared by the fact that maybe you don't know everything you don't know where to signpost people to you don't have that that knowledge um but that anyone can start that conversation yes there will be someone else like in this situation it's the guard that comes over maybe with a bit more knowledge or a bit more of a role uh to support that person in future but anyone can have a conversation uh about mental health and about mental health illness and hopefully that's something I feel like we we have a bit of knowledge now um but (laughs) hopefully that's something that comes across in terms of um we're more than happy to talk about stuff that we don't have personal experience in that we don't have a, a loads of knowledge in um and that we are happy as hopefully anyone does feel comfortable to to talk about some of those situations and those struggles that that people may have absolutely well said yeah love yeah absolutely i cannot top that me neither (laughs) that's a perfect way to end this i think that is that is hey guys happy holidays merry christmas uh be safe yeah yep and we will do this again in probably about six weeks i'm guessing yeah, probably six weeks, six months, something. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> How many hours away is that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, what what time are we to... Never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, let's... We'll worry about that now. <laughs> we'll narrow it down to month, then to week, then to day. And then to hours. Yep, and then yep, to, yep, into yep. hours. And uh, and just, uh, just so everyone out there knows, there are apps all over the place <laughs> where you can compare times. Oh, my God. It's uh, and find Apparently, out. yes. Yeah. I, I, I was oblivious. Welcome I, to 2019, just, people. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, it's, okay, Google, what time is it in London? You know. Oh. Uh, oh my god my phone actually heard that. oh no way. oh did it oh my god <laughs> hey mike it's 508 p.m there yeah it is it is <laughs> oh, oh my no god. no no it's 1208 what is wrong with you uh, people okay i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> oh, dear. all right gentlemen all right guys have yourself an awesome holiday and we will do this again soon we will yeah, take care everybody. everybody bye see ya Bye. Thanks for listening to Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Information shared on this podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only and is not a substitute for or supersedes professional medical help or mental health counseling. Thank you again to my sponsors, INLPcenter.org and Daily Recovery Support. I hope you'll consider checking them out as they've joined forces to help keep the lights on here at the podcast and help Beyond Your Past reach as many as possible with a message of hope. If you'd like to learn more about working with me as your coach, or if you're curious about what life coaching is and how it might be right for you, then head on over to beyondyourpast.com and claim your free one-hour session where we can talk about the struggles in your life in the areas of anxiety and trauma recovery and see if coaching might be a great fit for you. Thanks again for listening, and I do hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it with all your friends. See you next time.